0: there is only one man i've ever met who believes that marriage is a corrupt social institution and when he told me that i was like yeah totally i 100 agree and that's just because <laughs> honestly like he is just that fine like he is just that beautiful he does not ever <laughs> want to get married or have children and honestly if he, you would just you would be like would, yeah that's fine that's fine like you're that's just it's fine. fine like screw the law screw birthing children Like i don't want to do any of that
1: Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals, and welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We just want to take a minute really quickly and update you all. So when this episode goes live, we're officially up on Apple Podcast and Spotify. So we want to give you gals a huge thank you for all the support you've given us so far. We are checking all of your reviews so if you haven't already, please make sure to give us five stars on iTunes and the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. It really helps us out, and hopefully we can get on the new and noteworthy page on iTunes. Yes,
0: we really would love to get on there, you guys, it, be able to expand this troop and these group yes. of girls. I feel like it would really help us out. So all the love and all the support you can give really does make a huge difference. So please... Brag about us. We love boosting our egos even more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in today's episode, we want to go ahead and dive right on in. We are going to be talking about deal breakers, and I know. Like lately, we've been talking a lot about relationships, but what we really want to talk about is how important deal breakers are, especially in new relationships. Knowing when and how to set your boundaries with people, Mm -hmm. I think, is super important in order to have a better relationship with the person. Even when this subject is brought up, I think a lot of people talk about compromising, and sometimes I don't think certain deal breakers should lead to compromise. But then there are some that I think are a little bit like petty and ridiculous, and. I think that you guys can definitely if you guys know how to communicate it better you can definitely have a much more healthier relationship but if neither one of you want to budge and no one wants to compromise how to know if this is going to be the end of your relationship and where to go from there mm-hmm. yeah. so i think we first want to start off by talking about some different levels of deal breakers
1: yeah and I think, like petty deal breakers versus like actual deal breakers and
0: let's face it i mean i think we all have like those really petty, petty things
1: <laughs> like for
0: instance I don't like people that have cats. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there right now. If you are a cat lover and you hate me, I get it. I understand. Don't let that affect your review of us on iTunes.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, don't. I like cats. I'm a little allergic, but not I'm, not anywhere near your allergic. Exactly. Goodness. I am <laughs> deathly
0: allergic. So, like, if I wasn't, like, being real, if I was not allergic, it'd be fine because low-key, I always wanted to be like Sabrina and have a little black cat named Salem. (laughs) Always wanted to embrace my witchiness like that. But, you know, God was like, nope, you're going to be deathly allergic and only can be around those suckers for about an hour until you go into antiphylactic shock.
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like don't like that's kind of important (laughs) for you actually maybe not so petty but like maybe actually important so that you don't die (laughs) yeah i'd rather like breathe um
0: it's a kind of like a nice thing about you know life is breathing um really important yeah
1: (laughs) whereas me like i don't love cats i don't hate cats they make my eyes itch a little bit, but like I can live with them. Like I lived yeah. with a roommate who had a cat in college and it didn't bother me at all. So now, like if you have a corgi, I'm allergic to them. But like
0: that's just a plus in my book. Like that's a turn <laughs> on, not a turn off.
1: All right, guys. So um you need to be getting corgis <laughs> if you want to date Emily. <laughs> she demands a corgi, <laughs> honestly. And just let me name it Waffles, and let me just. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's like my
0: dream. And, and Waffles the corgi wouldn't that be such a cute like like instagram it would be an adorable children's book let's be real i've been telling you for like years
1: to write this <laughs> Copy- dang, i'm copywriting that no one takes this idea book. <laughs> okay but what about you like what, do you, what are some of your like really petty ones so i know you got them <laughs> so i don't like it when um guys ask you to go upstairs in their house and uh get oh you a God. glass of water on the first date <laughs> let me tell you um, this is really specific hannah <laughs> I dated this guy in high school. Who like on our first date, like I went to hang out at his house and watch a movie. His mom was upstairs, and he was like, "Hey, go get me a glass of water." And I literally looked at him and I was like, "No, like this is your house. I am." First off, I'm not walking upstairs in your house to get you water. So, guys, I uh, ended that relationship real quick. Did you even know? (laughs) Did you even know where the glasses were? I have no (laughs) idea. to be like what do you want me to do go up and talk to your mom for like 15 minutes because that's what's gonna excuse happen me,
0: um miss so-and-so your son wants a glass of water honestly <laughs> if a girl came up to me <laughs> and said that i would be i would literally ground my son right then and there yeah
1: i mean we were in <laughs> high school like who Like no, I was like no. That's really like specific. I also
0: I hate guys who are pretentious.
1: Mm, And I'm in art school. Yeah, there's a lot of them.
0: them. Like if you use the word pontificate in a casual conversation, I'm leaving. I'm walking out. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But, like, there's so—especially, like, in the writing and film community, um, there are so many people who are pretentious and think that, like, you know, they're auteur filmmakers because, you know, Quentin Tarantino—the minute a guy says that Quentin Tarantino is our favorite director, I'm leaving. You're like, nope. <laughs> I know for a fact. I know nope. exactly who you are. I'm done. Uh, I also
1: feel like I hate when someone tries to tell you who you can and can't be friends with. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if that's, like, petty necessarily. No, that's, like, super controlling. I feel like that's very controlling. But, like— The same guy who asked me to get some water for him (laughs) told me I couldn't be friends with, like, one of my best guy friends if I dated him. And I was just like... That's so stupid. Red flag. Red flag. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That is such a red
0: flag. Oh, my God.
1: I was like, I gotta get out. Gotta get out. Oh, my God.
0: No, I've been in those shoes, like, before. Like, granted, the guy I was with, like, was super abusive already, like, and, like, mentally and, like, you know, like, emotionally. And I just remember he, like, was upset that I was, like, one of my best friends was a guy, and then I remember me and that guy broke up, and I started dating my best guy friend. And he was like, "Oh, I thought you didn't have feelings for him." I'm like, "This dude showed me love and affection when you never did." Shut up. Yeah. But oh. No. Yeah. I don't. I, anytime you like show like possessive or like controlling behaviors, red flag. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. I've I've heard guys say they won't date girls because like she's like she has drama around her. She's dramatic, but really like. Is it drama, or is the girl just expressing desires that you just don't agree with? It's
1: probably that one,
0: probably, and you probably feel a little emasculated. Oh boo you <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways,
1: I've also heard of people who are like, I won't date someone under like five eight. Okay. <laughs> and that to me is petty. That's okay, like, okay, unless
0: unless, unless you're you... like s- some of my friends are like five ten, five eleven. Yes, I get that. Because
1: that's... You don't want to be, like, bending down all the time. I totally get that. But, like, if you're a tall girl and you are fine
0: dating a 5'8 guy... More power to you. I support that. There's such a social stigma, I think, around it. And I yes. think it's one of the things that people play into is that, like, the girl can't be taller than the guy. But, like, honestly, I'm 5'2. I've dated somebody that's 6'4. It's a pain. Mm-hmm. It is so both have. Yeah. annoying.
1: Oh my God. It like, is. trying to kiss them. I feel like I have to wear heels all the time. And I hate heels. You know me.
0: I <laughs> literally, even in heels, I feel like they look like i'm kid- they're kidnapping me as we're walking down the street together. <laughs> Like it literally looks like I am a child next to them, and like the guy I'm currently dating is around like five nine, mm-hmm. and and heels like we're, it's perfect, yeah. we're right there, so like. As long as he doesn't care, like, it's fine. But if he does care, get over it. And that's my kind of thing. Like, that's one thing you can't control is height. That's something I think is, like, really, like, petty. Like, if you don't like somebody because of something they physically cannot change. They cannot change it? Yeah. Then that's kind of, like, ridiculous to be a jailbreaker, in my personal opinion. just, like, don't
1: go after that person if it's that big of an issue for you. Like, don't even worry with it.
0: Now, one thing that does irritate me is I love people who are smarter than me. Mm -hmm. because i like you know the intelligence aspect i like being educated but if you're braggadocious about it and use it as a way to express like superiority over me no like i like that you're smarter than me that's why i'm with you but if you're using it as like an ego trip kind of way like no i'm out like i'm done with that like don't use like we're equals here don't use it to feel like you're better than me because you're not
1: or like put you down and make you feel stupid exactly
0: like that's just like that's just mean that's just bullying in a way i do think it's interesting though a study came out from the university of texas at austin that more women found that a lack of sense of humor was more of a deal breaker possibly because humor could be linked to higher intelligence and i definitely agree with that i love somebody who can make me laugh. If you cannot make me laugh and we don't really have the same sense of humor because I have a dark.
1: You do have a dark sense of humor. <laughs> I,
0: if you are into like dry, sarcastic, dark humor, very British. Also, if you don't get my vine references, then this is not going to work. <laughs> I'm over here quoting vine all you the should time you see
1: this girl quote vine it is hysterical. i have
0: had a full-on conversation with somebody only in vine references before yeah
1: it's uh, amazing. my birthday yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was there it went on for like 25 minutes it was amazing Me and my boyfriend were like what the heck is going on it was I mean, amazing we knew some of them but don't it, be jealous don't i, be I am a little jealous <laughs> but like also I just don't like TikTok, and I'm just ill about it. So. Okay,
0: TikTok's a completely different thing.
1: Yeah, but they're trying to make it fine. It N- never and will be. It, it
0: never will be. But the same study also found that men prefer not to date women who are smarter than they are. And I'm sorry, most women I think are smarter than men they just don't ever come out and admit it because they know how fragile I think some men can think that is. But
1: then he I It, like, know, takes a hit at their ego. Yeah.
0: But I know some guys that that, that is such a huge turn-on mm-hmm. for them. If they meet a girl who is smart, intellectual, can actually carry a real conversation— And, like, driven. Exactly. And, and I, I that's how I am with guys. Like, if you mm-hmm. can do the same thing with me, then we are right there together. But I, I I don't know any woman in my personal life that would use their intelligence to make a man feel insecure.
1: Yeah, um, no.
0: So, and and vice versa, a woman and a woman, like... Either way, I don't know any woman identifying person that would do that. And I'm not saying this as a, as a direct hit against men or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just going off the study, basically, um, because I think that intelligence is something that can equate to power in that mm-hmm. way. And it is, it's, I think relationships can come into a power play sometimes. But I think if you guys both approach it as equals, then that's when that's going to work out the yeah, best. Yeah, and if
1: you use your, your intelligence to, you know, teach the other person things that they might not know and help grow in you know, different areas of their life that they might not be as solid on, then like that's... You're only bettering that person. exactly Yeah. And adding to them instead of trying to be above them. So
0: now we're going to get into like some more serious ones and specific deal breakers that we personally deal with and the other ones that are popular amongst the U.S. population. One that is a huge one for me, and this was something I was talking with the guy I'm currently seeing, we were talking about this the other night, is being self-aware of your flaws but not actively trying to seek help or fix them. This was something that I encountered in uh, my last relationship where the guy said he had a fear of commitment. I can understand that approach, but he was also not doing anything to fix that fear. Right. And I think it's what 's the word lazy and unmotivated of you to not actively try to fix something like that like you 're aware of it, you know mm-hmm. you've had this problem, but you 're not going to do anything to fix it like that 's just stupid, yeah, and why would I want to date somebody when i 'm always actively trying to fix myself better no- yourself exactly like that entire time in that <laughs> relationship, like I was in therapy to always fix my- my issues with vulnerability, like I was aware I had an issue with vulnerability and intimacy. And I saw therapy to kind of fix that yeah. and better myself. So if I'm doing that and you're not trying to fix yourself at the same time, one, it's not my responsibility to be your therapist and fix you. Even though I am very much a fixer yes. and we talk <laughs> about that all the time, it's going to be a reoccurring theme here, guys. Don't make me feel like it's my responsibility or my duty because it's not. And that's just taxing on me.
1: Or that you should change how you approach like commitment.
0: That's a whole other thing, too, with compromisation when it comes to deal breakers that it shouldn't always be one person that's having to compromise like that's not a relationship that's a war zone yeah basically Mm -hmm. and you're not working to actively better yourself then nothing's going to work out in the end and it's going to end to that demise of that relationship so that's one thing that for me that fear of commitment has became something that has been a huge deal breaker um In my life, that if you come up to me and you are, you know, talking about your commitment level that you don't want, it, you can't do a relationship. I am leaving because I've done that. I've done it too many times, and I did it too many times where God was like, "Yo, this is a sign. Yeah, you can't do this anymore." That I am like, okay, I am glad you told me that at a. Re- if you tell me at a reasonable time, like two dates in something like that, then it's like, cool, love the time we spent together. This is where I stand. I know that I cannot change you. I'm leaving. And if he really wants me to stay, then he will... Work with you. Exactly. But if you're just willing to be like, no, this is where I stand, take it or leave it, especially with stuff like that, then no. Like, if you know you have a flaw, you it's irresponsible of you to not try to better yourself. That's the word I was looking for. Irresponsible. Yeah. Um, so that's how I feel about that. What about you? Like, what are some of your bigger ones that you have?
1: Well, kind of bouncing off what you said with your commitment level comment, um, I've never really been in a relationship where someone has put a boundary to where they don't want to have a label or something, Mm -hmm. but I have been lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) I have been in a relationship though, where I feel like our commitment levels to the relationship were completely different Mm -hmm. where like Mm -hmm. I was very committed, very, you know, I would put in a ton of effort to see the person. Mm -hmm. I put in a lot of time, um, always checking in on them, like trying to do things to better our relationship. Mm -hmm and then i wasn't receiving that the other end there mm-hmm. wasn't as much effort as much time as much commitment and so i think for me that was a deal breaker because i didn't feel like we viewed our relationship in the same light mm-hmm. it wasn't as important maybe mm-hmm. to one of us so i think i think that's a big Big one for me. It's a little bit different than your commitment.
0: Would you say that occurred when it was more later on in the relationship, like a couple mm-hmm. years down the line? Yeah,
1: which is interesting because I feel like that happens. It
0: happens because, and this is my theory on it. Yeah. Now, granted, I have not been in a relationship longer than six months because yes. people. <laughs> just people. <laughs> just, that's just the, what I equate it to. But I think there comes to a point, even those six months about me dating people, I think it comes to a point where you stop one person stops dating yeah. the other person and they just come it comes back to complacency mm-hmm. within the relationship which is a whole topic i feel like we want to get into and with one particular episode because it is like a really long heavy subject but like one thing i've always seen with my parents especially because they've been married for 30 years i think next year they still like have date nights they still are actively flirting with each other and still keeping that romance alive and i think with some relationships it gets to that point where you know you have them.
1: And you're comfortable. Yeah. And you don't feel like you have to work for them anymore.
0: Like I still think you should be comfortable with yeah, everything. Absolutely. But like it's almost like, Oh, I know I have them, so I don't need to try anymore kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and I've so seen I think that. the
1: commitment to our like in that particular experience, like our relationship, we were in a complacent place and mm-hmm. and one of us was trying, but if you're both not trying, then it just
0: doesn't work and neither one of you want to grow in that relationship either Absolutely not. how can you progress the next level of that relationship yeah. when you're both just flatlining it on that plateau mm-hmm. i don't think that anybody can grow in that way Yeah.
1: so i think that's a big a big one for me
0: what about priorities for you
1: Ooh, yeah
0: that's something i feel like you definitely have had to deal with for sure
1: yeah like when like so i'm a very driven person i have really big same. goals for my life same like in my career in my music um And so when I see someone who has a lot of potential but isn't really doing anything... Again,
0: you see potential without seeing credentials. I
1: am literally our young (laughs) (laughs) We both do that, but
0: no, like, absolutely. Yeah, but, like,
1: I just... I don't know. It's, like, hard for me to sit there and, like, support someone who's just kind of, like, not really growing. Yeah. Not really trying to do anything. Yeah. So I think, like, when your priorities no longer line up, like, I Mm -hmm. think that's when I have an issue with it is Mm -hmm. that... I, even, like, priorities with, like, the relationship, like, marriage, children. Oh, yeah. Like, all of that. That's
0: a huge thing. All of
1: that kind of ties into, like just priorities
0: like me for one i am a very driven person i have really high career goals that i am very bound and determined to achieve and i really refuse to settle for less yeah and i mean i can speak to that as the fact that i went back to graduate school after i graduated from undergrad i took like two years off and then i decided to go back to school to get my master's and film and I mean, for film, film is a lifestyle. Like, it's not just a career. It is an entire lifestyle that you are adapting into. And so it's something where, like, if you are not willing to work with my new lifestyle, mm-hmm. then it's really hard for me to see where this relationship is going to go because it gets to the point where, like, I'm going to have to move to a place like Los Angeles or New York in order to further my career. And I need somebody who is just as supportive of that. If you don't see yourself... I guess something I can't compromise on. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't compromise on staying in a small town. I can't compromise on not letting my career flourish. So if you are not willing to come with me along on this ride, and I know it's a lot for me to ask of somebody, which is why I typically will date somebody who is in the arts because they typically are going to want to go to the same places. So it's helpful for me. But if you're not willing to take that, step with me that I can't continue this it's a I uh, one way. it's a waste of my time it's not fair to you it's not fair to me because I know for a fact this is something I'm not going to give up I've well worked- it's
1: something you can't change yeah. like it's your entire career It's yeah. your future and
0: my career is so important to me I've always said you know your career is not going to wake up the next day and tell you that it doesn't love you anymore so I've always. I love pre- that. I know. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't take credit I for know, it, but but I mean it's something that I've always really believed in, and something that I've always worked hard for. So, typically, people who are usually just as driven, like my ex, who was like in medical school, like he was just as driven, and I was really attracted to him because of that. Yeah. But. Looking back, like how far was that relationship going to go when I have to travel all the time and he would have to work like long hours? So, dating somebody who is a musician or another filmmaker or an actor, you're going to be going to the same places that I'm trying to go. So, you why have don't we...
1: wonky schedules, you're gonna... but like
0: you understand, yeah what my schedule and my lifestyle and you can work with it and I think that that's something that helps because our priorities are going to line up in that way and we're both going to realize like hey let's put all this time and energy into our career and then we have like you know like this one date night or whatever like once a week like right now my life is so hectic like I'm doing so many things and the guy I'm currently seeing like I've only been able to see him like once a week as of right now and He's fine with it, and that's perfect, and I think it comes down to communication. Absolutely. That's something that I feel like it's always going to root back to for us is communication, (laughs) because we we have a podcast. We clearly love to talk. (laughs) We are really big communicators. So, like, if you can't communicate to me, like, your feelings where you're at, like what you're thinking,
1: Yeah, you can't at
0: least just talk. If you cannot talk to me, this is not going to work out. And, I mean, communication, I feel like it roots back to humor. It roots back to how you express your needs your wants where you're at how you express love how you define it it's so heavy and i think that if your communication's off your relationship's going to be off
1: you have to be able to talk to the person that you're dating and like like i'm easy to talk to exactly you really are (laughs) i I feel like we both are i'm a great listener honestly i love listening
0: to people i should have been a therapist because i'd like listen and like fixing people and their problems and things like that
1: but it's important to like when we're talking about communicating like communicating these things to this person like kind of early on yeah like especially the priorities thing because like yes
0: don't wait three months in to see somebody to bring that kind of things up you
1: need to say like hey i you know i'm i'm a musician and like eventually i'd like to you know tour the world whatever you with your film move to la like i feel like those are conversations that need to be had because therefore you can then you can see if you know these relationships have value. line up yeah yeah
0: absolutely and like it, it comes down to lifestyle and hmm. i think with that if somebody has a completely different lifestyle than you and you're not going to be able to be comfortable with it that's something that you need to talk to them about like for instance if somebody for me i'm super extroverted and if i i if i had the money and the energy <laughs> <laughs> to go out like at least, like, every Saturday with some friends and get drinks or whatever. I would be down for that. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. And it's not, like, a party thing. Like, I'm not a partier. Yeah. But there's people out there that, like, they love partying. They love going out every night. That's how they network. That's how they meet people. That's how they get their energy. And you're dating somebody who rather just be at home chilling on, at watching Netflix? Mm-hmm. Like, I love me some Netflix. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing that every freaking week, though, with That's you. That's where compromise
1: comes in. Yeah.
0: Um, and, like, I get money as an issue sometimes and things like that. But, but it's there's a like, lot of free
1: things to, like, go and do. Absolutely. Like, so. just, I just want to, you know, go out. Like, we can literally just go walk the streets of downtown. Like, we're Like, like we gonna, don't have to buy anything. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we're going to get back to your place eventually.
0: <laughs> can we go do something beforehand? Thank you.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and so, and that comes down to extroversion versus introversion. I can't be with somebody who is introverted. I See,
1: I can, because I, I feel like I'm a little of both. You are such ambivert. I am. You are both. I, like, I love to go out and do stuff, but also, like, I am 110% okay, like, just sitting on the couch watching Netflix, like, mm-hmm. or, like, hanging out outside on the porch. Like, I am definitely both.
0: Do you draw your energy from, like, other people or when you're alone or both? Both. So, yeah, you're really like, more ambient. yeah? I
1: really feel like it is both, like, because sometimes I need to, like, go home, be by myself and just sit and, like, do something for me to, like, mm-hmm. gain energy, but mm-hmm. then also sometimes, like... I need to go out with Emily and, like, hey. have her extrovertedness, like, come I, on to me. I am
0: always the one person. <laughs> yep. Everybody calls when they're like, I really want to go out. I'm going to call Emily. They always call me because, they, one, they know I'm always down to do it. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the time is. As long as I'm not in bed and my makeup's off, like, if my makeup is still on, I'm and going. she gives
1: me such shit for canceling plans. <laughs> like if we have okay. made plans, okay. she's like, "No, you are coming." <laughs> I just don't like flaky people. Like <laughs> I've only done that like a couple of times. You but are, like you're not as bad as some people. Like
0: there are some people who do it to me like consistently, yeah. and I'm like, "Bruh, I cleared out my schedule for you." Don't do this. Like I beat this face. I put on wing liner. <laughs> Y'all know that don't take me. Like it takes me a while. Like don't be doing that to me. I wa- I'm not wasting this outfit and this makeup for my bed. Like so. I don't know. But I'm always the person that somebody calls. You are. Yeah. Um, and no matter what time they're like hey like i heard so and so is at this bar let's go and i'm like okay like i'm okay. already ready i'm sitting on the couch with full makeup on like ready just, to like, go waiting <laughs> I just, sometimes i feel like i don't take my makeup till like 11 o'clock at just night to make just sure. in case <laughs> someone's not gonna call me if it's after 11 i'm not going um so like i'm just holding out I'm like maybe you know somebody will you know hit me yeah. up yeah oh my god but I I don't mind being that person. I love getting energy from other people. I love going out and meeting new people. I am never the shy one in the group. Like, if anybody is, like, scared to approach somebody, I'm always the one that's like, get out of my way. I'll yeah. do it. Like, I'll make the first move. I'll be that kind of person. I've hit on guys before. Like, that's how much of an extrovert I am. And I thrive with people who meet me at those levels. Yeah, I was gonna say
1: that, like, have the same confidence as you. Yeah. Like, but I the, feel like that's a big one for you. The
0: past two guys I've been into literally talked more than I did. And I was shocked. Like, that is a rarity, guys.
1: Yeah, because, <laughs> because you talk all
0: the time i'm sure if you've been listening to this podcast you notice how much i talk
1: she's like hannah you need to talk more i was like okay got it <laughs> i get annoyed with my own voice y'all like
0: it's fine but the guy i'm currently seeing does he now he does but like at first he was not talking as much as i did and i was like i can hear i'm hearing my voice a lot and i realize how much i'm talking and i become super self-conscious because yeah. of it because i feel like i'm just I'm overpowering, and my energy is like too big. Yeah, that I have to reel myself back. Like I know I'm one of those people that talks super loud. Honestly, like I'm sitting very far from the mic, and I'm like eating it. Yeah, (laughs) and you hear how soft she is. It's because I am a trained actor Actor. (laughs) and I know how to project, but a lot of people don't like my energy. A lot of people don't like how loud I am. And if that's not your style, I totally understand. Like, I know I'm a lot and some people, not that they can't handle it, but like they're just like, oh, like, she, she's a lot for me. And, like, it exa- it could exhaust them. Yeah. And that's totally fine. I get that 100%. And I don't want to feel like I am, like, towering over you yeah. all the time.
1: I surround myself with people who talk a lot. Like, my boyfriend talks a lot. Oh, yeah. You talk a lot. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's totally fine. I love listening. But also, like, I'm like, oh, I should probably, like, say more things. <laughs> I should maybe contribute, but I'm like just trying to take it all in, and so I like to surround myself with those kind of people because I like to talk, but I mm. talk all day for my career, so yeah. sometimes I'm like, I just want to like not say words. Yeah, <laughs> so, like
0: my whole life re- revolves around words. I'm a yeah. writer.
1: Like mm-hmm. if I'm not talking,
0: it's shocking. Writing. <laughs> like words are my thing. Yeah, words are my love language. Honestly, um, your big words. Oh, yeah. And that's a love language is a whole episode we want to get into. Yes, absolutely. But like, yeah, words are huge for me. Communication, confidence. I think confidence is so sexy. And if somebody who is not confident and they don't own who they are. Yeah. And they're super insecure and they don't really know who they are. It's not. That's not one. That's not gonna be somebody that I personally think I will attract. But that's also somebody that I'm not going to pursue probably either. Like. You I'm gotta, the
1: same. Per- I'm the same way. I like someone who like knows who they are and yeah. knows what they stand for and yeah. what they want.
0: Yeah, um, really big energy, really big attitudes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That also comes down to romanticism as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So confidence and that how they show and display love and that is in many different ways. Whether it be communicative, their love language, sex, many things like that. There's gonna be different ways people communicate that. Like I don't like really like lovey dovey mushy kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> I hate the notebook. That's just me. It's unrealistic, Hannah. She just gave me the most disgusting look, honestly. Disapproval to the T. I just,
1: I like know a lot of people that have dementia, It's so like a it really Okay, but home. like, Walk to Remember
0: is ten times better. <laughs> okay,
1: well, I love a Walk to Remember, so. Thank you.
0: Thank you so but much.
1: I do, but I do like the notebook. But, but like... I <laughs>
0: I remember this one guy one time. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to mention him. He gave me 11 real roses and one fake one and said he would love me until the last one died. He then broke up with me later that month. (laughs) He told me that and I really wanted to just straight up gag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I could see you being like, (laughs) like, okay.
0: (laughs) So like, that's not my thing. And like, that's, it's not a huge deal breaker, but I'm just like, that's not how like you're gonna win me over in a way. What about you?
1: I like the moshikoshi, but not like too much. Like I like it when you say that like you love me or like you were thinking about me or this song reminded like the guy I'm dating, he always sends me songs, he's like, Listen to this Or like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I love stuff like that. Yeah. But I think if somebody gave me eleven roses and one was pink, would, <laughs> I would have been like You wanna die immediately. What the
0: heck? I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think Without getting too in deep into this, because it is a very love language kind of thing, I think that if your love languages don't kind of correlate, mm, yeah, then it could be a deal breaker for some people.
1: Or if you don't know the other person's love language and you don't like, they're doing something that you might not perceive, yeah, as and, like. A but that's sign how they love. show their love. Yeah, like I think it's important to establish what those are, so that you kind of know. So again, communication. Exactly, yeah. it all boils it, down it's the to root communication. To everything. <laughs>
0: some big ones though that i feel like are two of the most popular ones that everybody always roots back to is religious and political views Mm -hmm. and then their attitudes on marriage and children Mm -hmm. there is only one man i've ever met who believes that marriage is a corrupt social institution and when he told me that i was like yeah totally i 100
1: agree and that's just
0: because <laughs> honestly like he is just that fine like he is just that beautiful he doesn't ever <laughs> want to get married or have children and honestly if you he, would just you would be like yeah that's fine that's fine like you're that's just it's fine. fine like screw the law screw birthing children i i don't want to do any of that for him uh <laughs> any other guy no it's not going to go away with But this dude is just so attractive mm-hmm Anyways,
1: but like, (laughs) like I think that's just something. Like again, you just have to like talk about early, not too early on, but like also if you know one hundred percent that you don't ever want to get married. Yeah,
0: I think it depends because like I have a friend who, for a fact, does not ever want to have her own children. She does not. If she was, it would be adoption, but even that, like, she's not sure about. She does not want to. She does not want to have her own like birth her own children yeah and she's had to tell guys like early on into their relationship like hey just so you know if she knows that this is going to go somewhere she's like hey just so you know like i am never gonna have children so you have to be okay with never having your own biological yeah. kids and if they're not like it's she's fair like she's to- like she knows yeah, it's respect- something she's gonna it's change respectful yeah if you know that you're not gonna change on that i think Think it's important to bring it up early on. Don't wait three months into a relationship to kind of bring that stuff up. Because those are things that people are not going to change. Marriage and children, I really don't think people are really going to change their ideas on.
1: Especially when when people start getting to, like, our age. Oh, yeah. We're not really just, like, dating around to just, like, date anymore. Like, we're trying to, you know, figure out what we want to do for... The rest a of very your life. Long time.
0: Yeah. And you shouldn't pressure somebody in those areas to change. Because I mean, I just would worry that they would grow up to resent me. Yeah. And then use it against me later on in the relationship. Like, well, I had a kid for you. And it's like I didn't ask you to in a way. Yeah. And then with religious and political views, it used to be something that was super like religion was super a big deal to me because like I do believe in God. Mm-hmm. And like I have a cross tattoo on my finger. Yeah. And uh It's something where, like, most of the people that I date in my field don't share the same religious beliefs as me. Right. And I used to say, like, oh, no, like, I would never date somebody who's, like, not a Christian. And then, like, now I'm, like, no. Like, I am more open to that. As long as you don't disrespect my views... I'm not going to disrespect yours. If you're over here like preaching to me and telling me like I shouldn't believe what I believe in, then no, I'm not going to put up with that. That's just mean. I would never force my beliefs onto somebody else like that. It's just like that common ground kind of thing.
1: And I feel like you and I are both really confident in what we believe and we don't Mm -hmm. need someone else to reassure us. Exactly. Yeah. And then with political views. Nobody wants to even talk about it. No. (laughs) I'm like and ex don't talk to me about politics ever
0: (laughs) like you know who you know you know how i am everybody know who how i am you probably can just guess from the sound of my voice (laughs) where i stand at in the political parties and like i would not date somebody who supported the opposite side of me and i and it's just because like it comes down to what if you probably mostly identify with that side's beliefs and I don't agree with those beliefs and therefore I don't Well, think and you're going
1: to, you know, raise your family and whatever exactly. around what you believe. So exactly. I mean, and that's an important conversation to have, but it's also important to like be respectful,
0: especially in today's political climate. Oh my God. With how op- opposing each side is, it's really hard. I think that's one thing that I just, I can't compromise on because it shows what you value in a person. And then I feel like you would probably look down on me. For what I believe in. And I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to date yeah, somebody who thinks that. Exactly. And who thinks I'm a lesser of a person because of my beliefs. Yeah. So.
1: So it's just all about respect, I think, on those two. Absolutely. Um, just being respectful and talking about it. And if it's not for you, then move on. And I, I
0: you can't demand other people to make an exception for you I think there are times when you find yourself in the position to question like how strict your deal breakers are though Mm -hmm. like you should not make somebody compromise for you you should be able to respect their boundaries as a person but you sometimes like I've had to deal with this where you like you meet somebody and they're amazing like you really really like them they're really cool and then like you realize like a couple dates in like They have something that you would actually consider to be a deal breaker or they bring something up that is a deal breaker for you and you have to discover your way around it and how to face it and deal with that. Often I feel like people consider a deal breaker to be on an abstract idea rather than like a concrete reality yeah, mm-hmm. um and once we get to know somebody as a person become someone invested in them we have to put a face to that choice yeah and i think it makes it harder like it's easier for me to say like i would not date somebody who has a cat
1: and then you meet someone and they, they find to, out they have two and, and you're and like, it's like oh my god dang it <laughs> um okay so um, you have to decide in that moment like is it is it something that you're willing to walk away walk from away from or is it something that you can maybe try and work around that issue it's just something that you're just gonna have to figure it out you and know? i think
0: and it ultimately you it's you and the person versus the problem preach that is how a relationship should be It Absolutely. should not be you and the person versus each other No. uh you you should work as a team against this issue mm-hmm. work together because that's how a healthy relationship is
1: well, and you're going to face problems in your relationship all, I mean, for the entirety of exactly. the relationship. If you're you, not
0: fighting, then there that's a problem in the relationship yeah, if you're not fighting. Yeah, and so you,
1: you have to learn how to work as a team instead of against each other. Like, I think when you,
0: when someone brings up a deal breaker to you and like they're, it, they're bringing this up to you and they're making that choice to leave, it can be hard
1: mm-hmm. because
0: you're like, you don't feel like you did anything wrong.
1: Yeah, but and, like, they, and they may not have done anything wrong. It might just be that one thing that they're not going to change that you just can't get over and yeah. can't
0: deal with. And you just have to accept that and take it for what it is. You shouldn't have to compromise yourself, mm-hmm. I think. And that's something that I've had to do before with the whole commitment issues. Yeah. Is like people have told me, like, you know, hey, I have a fear of commitment. And then that's where they stand. And that's their boundary. And it's like, I made the choice to stay and it's a difficult territory that you're in now because then for a while I didn't like myself because I caved into that but I was like valuing that other person more than myself and so always remembering in the back of your head to keep yourself as a priority in those kind of situations I think if you're the kind of person that is bringing up the deal breaker to that other person one take value of how important that deal breaker is and if it's really worth it In this scenario. Sometimes it is. And I think that if it is, the only way you can kind of face it is gently. Yeah. And do it early on. So then. I think that's key. Yeah. Because if you do it early on, then there's hope that you can walk away from this relationship still liking that other person. Still being nice and on an even playing ground and, you know, still cordial with each other. If you wait too long, the resentment's going to grow. Mm -hmm. and it's gonna feel like they've been lied to or something or manipulated in some way right i think
1: so i guess today's survival tip is while deal breakers can be difficult it's important to know yourself um Mm -hmm. and to know what price you're willing to pay because it can make a difference between having an amazing relationship or a complacent one
0: and i feel like we've both been in those shoes of
1: the complacency and it's not worth it it's not a fun place to be no and so, I think that does it for our episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod.
0: Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gals Scout in our Facebook community.
1: You can also hit us up on our website, TheGalsGuidePod.com, and our personal social medias, which will be linked below in the description box. Also, again, leave us a review on iTunes. Yes,
0: give us five stars, please. <laughs> uh, so, thank you for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.